when I was in this state of like pushing and forcing and trying instead of just learning to be like it just when I finally learned how to be everything changed for me and it's like not saying and it's almost like I think it's part of my shadow where it's like I don't have to try anymore but it's also like it's taken a lot for me to feel like I don't have to try I can just be and I can just trust and know that like I'm going to be taken care of if I'm in alignment of who I truly am and you know it goes all the way back to like human design showed me my soul at my purest and then like learning to like decondition from there Welcome to Let's Thrive, a lifestyle podcast meant to expand your consciousness with new age wisdom, advice, empowerment, and inspiration. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and tune in every Wednesday for an insightful conversation with guests whom are just like you and me, trying to figure out this crazy world we live in. Enough said, let's thrive. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Thrive. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and I believe we are at episode 20, which blows my mind, and I'm just so honored every time for this community, and I know I say that every time, so I'm sorry. But today I'm going to get things rolling with this intro because we have a longer episode that I'm so excited about. So to start off, I guess I should probably start at the beginning. When I first started getting into podcasts, I was a huge fan of Almost 30. They are the podcasts that really set my love, I guess, for podcasts. And so I've been a longtime follower, longtime listener, and for a long time now, I've known that they have this secret Facebook group that they always talk about, this amazing community of women who, you know, ask questions of each other and get advice. And I eventually caved and joined it about two weeks ago. And the one day I just got this random urge to, they had this little like promote yourself thread and I just put my name and how I had a podcast and if, you know, anyone wanted to check it out, you know, just the most random urge to do that. I never participate in Facebook stuff, but I did. And I had this wonderful woman named Sarah comment saying that she'd be interested in coming on. And, you know, I was like, eh, I don't know. I'm not really looking for guests. Lo and behold, we start talking and I realize, okay, this is amazing. She does human design, which is something I've always wanted to learn more about. She seems, you know, just super friendly and nice, everything I'm looking for in a guest. So we got it set up and thus today's episode was born. Before we jump right in, I just wanted to come on here and say that one, all my health stuff is still kind of up in the air, so no real updates there. But two, I am about to embark on another travel. I really think by this point I should start a game of like where in the world is Emily. So on July 5th, I'm leaving and going to Virginia Beach for a few days with my family. And then on Tuesday, July 9th, I'm flying to LAX to go to this resort for a retreat of almost 30 uh, in Malibu. And I'm so excited because I saved up the money and I am doing this as like a gift to myself. And It's going to be amazing. I'll have to blurb about it in the next podcast. The lineup and the guests and the activities we're doing there, it's just going to be amazing. And so it's actually funny because, you know, just all the ties to Almost 30. So this is like a promote another podcast podcast episode from me. Anyway, back to get on track with the guest. So Sarah is a human design expert, I guess that would be the name for it, but Either way, she knows a lot about it and does this as an actual job. She is, you know, booked up and it's 
amazing to see that. I do want to give a quick disclaimer. The audio in the first like three to five minutes is pretty sketchy off, but it does improve, I promise, and then you'll be able to hear everything we talk about. We go over how Sarah came into human design and what made her finally decide to go into it, which is an interesting story in itself. She tells us what human design is, in case you're completely confused. She tells us where it comes from and what the different types are. I guess I don't want to explain too much because she does such an amazing job, but the way I think of human design is this. Who are you without your face or without your physical body or without the conditioning that society and the world has put on you? You're your soul. That's you. Like, there is no label to it. Human design is a way of looking at your soul, quote-unquote, and seeing what its kind of purpose was for this lifetime. And there's five types that they break it into, such as generator, manifesting generator, projector, reflector, and manifester. I believe I got that right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nevertheless, you'll hear all about them. Then, another fun thing you can do is, before you listen, I'd stop this right now, pause it, go to some place such as, there's a website called Mind Body Graph, or I think it's called the Hood, the Jovian Archives. Anyway, you put in your birth time, your birth city, and your birthday, and it will tell you what type you are. So then, as you're listening through the episode, when Sarah is talking about the different types and how it may affect your life, how you can, you know, better nurture certain parts of you depending on your type, you'll be able to follow along and it will help you out tremendously. Plus, it's just cool. I mean, honestly, if you do this, let me know on Instagram what you are. I want to see what type you guys are. I will tell you right now that I am a generator. And you will hear all about that because we go over my chart in this and you'll hear some very funny things about me that most people do not know because I know them about myself, but I've yet, it's not something you like publicly broadcast, but it kind of is in this episode. So that's funny. Um, (laughs) Human design helps us better understand ourselves. Do you need it? No, but why not have more knowledge because knowledge is power and the more you know about yourself, the better. I'm not saying you have to become a diehard fan of this, but, you know, I just ask that you listen with an open mind and maybe something clicks with you. Maybe you hear one thing and you're like, oh my gosh, wow, I did not know that about myself, but now I realize it. Or maybe, you know, you hear something and it prompts you to make a little lifestyle change you've been wanting to. I know one thing we do go over in depth is like idea of rituals and cycles and patterns. And I have, um, it's like a center, I think, in my chart that says that I'm prone to those, which is so true. As many of you know, you know, with a past with like disordered eating and everything, like rituals, um, patterns, cycles, like those are a huge part of me. And I just never realized how much until this episode. Like you'll hear us go in depth about it. It's so neat. She also shares some of her other neat gifts that you'll hear about, including some fun dream things, some intuition and meditation, and just some very neat things that have happened to her that these stories just kind of blew my mind. Um, If you want to connect with her more, she offers human design readings. You can go to her Instagram at the HDB, so T-H-E-H-D-B-E-E on Instagram, and you'll be able to learn all about human design and your type on there. Then if you want to contact her for a session, and she also does intuitive readings, they're called like Tea with Sarah, I believe. 
you can also schedule that through there. You'll hear all of that in the episode. Um, if you like today's show, I would love to see you share it on your stories. Tag me at thrive underscore on life. Tag Sarah at the HDB or go on iTunes, leave a rate review, even subscribe if you want. Honestly, the rate and reviews help so much. I'm going to start reading them again. I just have to, you know, get them on my screen right now because I can't see. I will wrap it up there because like I said, this is a long one. So thank you for listening. Much love, much appreciation. And without further ado, let's dive right into this conversation with Sarah. Before we begin, I always ask, what's one thing that has made you smile today? Oh, what is one thing that has made me smile today? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, I don't even know why I even like how to think about it. So I've been doing this Couch to 5K training app to be able to run three miles. Because a couple of years ago, I had this goal of being able, wanting to run 10 miles. I don't know why I just did. And I got up to eight. And then I got too hot outside to live in Texas. And so I stopped, but like, I still want to hit that goal. So back in April, I just start, I decided to start um, this training app to like get myself back up. And today I finished um, like the eight weeks. So like today was like the last day of the training. And I can officially say that I can run three miles again. So I just did that like 30 minutes ago. Like I just got back home and like showered and like hopped on here. So Thank you for (laughs) accommodating that. That's amazing. I know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's something about just having like a mile markage, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm working up towards three miles, like comfortably now, you know, where I can run it and feel good and not dead afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of start off. Can you give a brief introduction into who you are, you know, what you do with human design. And then in a little bit, we can maybe go a bit more in depth and explain, you know, different avenues of your life with it. Sure. So my background with human design and then, you know, just who I am. So I kind of say like human design sounds me. It was not something I thought out and I kind of have this joke where like, not only did it find me, but it like pinned me down and was like, stop ignoring this, Sarah, like get with the program. And so, you know, I started studying it after ignoring it for about, you know, six months. And the last three years, and the most brief summary that I can give has been a really big healing journey for me, to the point where like, I've gotten sober. Um, I don't drink coffee anymore. I'm definitely like, I think I even have it in one of my bios, I think on my personal page, like I'm your woo-woo friend, because I went from very just very disconnected and lost and had no sense of purpose to very spiritual but not in like a religious context and so it was through my healing journey and being willing to surrender and me asking like universe like what am I supposed to do and it was like human design and I was like no and finally you know leaned into it and the rest was kind of history and since January, I've started to do readings on the side because I have a day job. Um, I'm a pharmacy technician. I've been one for about eight years. I work for a really big corporate company right now. And later this year, I'm actually going to be transitioning out of it because this just keeps growing and growing and growing. So um, the last six months, I've really been building just, you know, my knowledge and clientele around human design and it literally, I, I think what I want to say about this, just in case, because I know 
back when I was listening to podcasts, I'm like, but how do people do it? How I've gotten to where I'm at right now and the place that I'm at and the peace that I found was my willingness to surrender and listen and follow the steps. It was not because of something that I sought out to do. If anything, I resisted it. And it was me being willing to step and lean into the resistance that my life did a 180. And so now that's why, like, you know, I'm an intuitive human design reader and, you know, just all these other things. But it was definitely my willingness to surrender that any of this happened. It was when I stopped trying and I just let myself be. And it was really like my willingness to heal my trauma and my wounds. And at the same time, like I'm this beautiful system called human design that literally showed me my soul at its purest with no trauma, no conditioning, none of that. And just showing me who I am. And then that really, really, really helped me learn and start to peel back the layers. Like for example, this is the example I like to give. So there are these things called gates and the gates are really big parts of like, it's your personality. It's who you are. And everyone's gates are going to be different like you and I can have the same gate but it's going to show up differently and all these things and I remember learning that I had gate 48 <clears throat> and it's in the spleen and the spleen one of the things that has to do with the spleen is fear like fear lives there and I remember reading about gate 48 and it was basically like you have this fear of being inadequate and it's a very real fear however it's your fear of never knowing enough and it can hold you back from ever trying but you need to do it anyways push past the fear because your magic lies on the other side of that and just learning that so that part of myself i was like oh that's where that comes from oh well then i'm just going to push past this because i know it's here and i respect that and i accept it but that doesn't mean i have to stay here it's there but my magic lies on the other side. So it's just like learning different things like that. And it's very much than like spirituality and human design and bringing them together has been a complete game changer for me the last two years. That's amazing. And I, I feel very similar to you in that, you know, I was, I was into the health scene, but it was more so through disordered eating, which I know that's something you have dealt with. And, you know, just like a lot of trauma that kind of, you know, pushed me into wanting to be healthy all the time. And it was just this past fall, um, you know, I just followed my intuition, dropped out of college. And then, you know, I came home, started doing my own thing. And I went on this retreat and I got Reiki done for the first time. And, you know, I did yoga and we meditated and we had a sound bath. And suddenly I just felt like my, you know, like heart was cracked open, you know, and I started just doing all these things that were, you know, like woo-woo per se, but they feel so good, you know? And, um, you know, like you felt, you know, kind of a draw to human design, but you kind of wanted to go against it. And then, you know, you finally went into it. Um, would you be able to, can you give us, I guess, the explanation of what is human design? Because, you know, I, I do these episodes because I think a lot of my audience, you know, isn't, quite open to these different, you know, spirituality and what I think of as just alternative ways, you know, of viewing the world, you know, they're just alternative to the social normal. So could you explain what human design is? And we'll just start there. Sure. 
So human design is a relatively new system. That's why a lot of people haven't heard of it. It's just over 30 years old. It was <clears throat> downloaded in a meditation by this guy named Ra Uruhu. He encountered what they call the voice, whether this was God, his intuition. It just like when you read books, it says the voice. And it asked him, are you ready? And he was like, uh, what's going on? Like, uh, I guess. And the next day he went into a seven day meditation and downloaded the entire human design system and then devoted the rest of his life to sharing the message of it. Um, <clears throat> it combines Eastern and Western astrology, the Kabbalah, the I Ching, and then the chakra system. <clears throat> and it puts them all together. And when you plug in your birth information, it basically gives you your energetic blueprint. So it's your soul at its purest. It's you with no trauma, no conditioning, no BS, no like, you know, X amount of years of being told who you are. No, it's you. It's you. <clears throat> so it basically, there are five different energy types. They can also be referred to as aura types where, you know, there's generators, which is what you are. And then there's manifesting generators. There's projectors, which is what I am. Then there's manifestors, and then there's reflectors. <clears throat> and each one of these types has their own way that they show up energetically in the world. Because have you ever met some people where you're like, man, like I'm nothing like you. Or you have all the energy, or I have all the energy, or whatever it is. And some people can just get things done, and then some really have a really hard time with it. Some people get really caught up in the details of things, and... Some people, you know, details are just something that they're not very good at. Some people are more big picture. Some people aren't. Well, human design breaks that down. So if you look at the percentages of the different types, um, generators and manifesting generators, when you put them together, that makes up 70% of the population. So it's pretty generator dominant. And then if you split that in half, about half is generators, half are manifesting generators. And they're basically referred to as like the workers, the builders. They're, they're really good at creating things when they're in this place of being lit up by what they're doing. So the biggest thing for a generator and a manifesting generator, like their purpose here on the world, like a really big part of it is what you're doing lighting you up. And if it does, it gives you energy to go and do that thing. And if it doesn't, well, then that's when you end up frustrated and fatigued and, you know, just all these things. So I'd be curious if, like, for you going to college, if that was something, like, it didn't bring you joy. It didn't light you up. If anything, it exhausted you. You were fatigued. You were unmotivated. That's a huge indicator. It's not lighting you up and it's not for you. But you stepping away and starting a podcast, I guarantee you, you got this excitement, this, like, just breath of life breathed into you like oh my god I can do this and you know just doing all the different things you do because those that brings you joy that's what you're here to do so when you're lit up by what you're doing you're basically in your lane <clears throat> then manifesting generators are a little different in the sense that they're kind of like the trailblazers so they're the type of people where they can have like 12 different things going on at one time like you know they can be the Reiki teacher, the yoga teacher, the podcaster, and have a YouTube channel on this over here, and they have all these different things going on. Well, they're here to do all of that. They have the capacity to hold every single one of these things if it meets their vision and then it, and it lights them up. But one of the biggest things that they're kind of 
conditioned because they have all this energy and want to do all these things and they can't quite ever make up their mind on something. So they're told, can you just pick something already? Can you just pick what you're going to do? But it's like, they're here to taste every part of what life has to offer, you know? Um, and then there are projectors, which make up less than 20% of the population. And projectors were put here to help guide the energy of generators and manifesting generators. So when these two types come together, it's like yin and yang, this perfect balance, because where generators are very micro in the sense where they can see the details and create things and get down in the nitty gritty, where they can fall short is the bigger picture. Well, that's where projectors really shine is we see things from a bird's eye view. So where you're really good with the details, I have the bigger picture. And then when we come together on something, magic happens. Um, and we're really good at like, they kind of refer to us as birds on a, on a perch. And we basically need to be invited down to come and like delegate the energy going on. We're not supposed to stay down in the energy and like keep everything going, but we're supposed to go down and like do our thing and then like go back up to our perch. So what a lot of projectors end up doing is they end up living this like wannabe generator life and then they burn out or they're told I've noticed and it's just kind of like my own little theory. I find that not saying a lot of people haven't come into contact with this, but I find that a lot of projectors because they're so misunderstood because they don't have all this energy. They don't want to do what everyone else is doing. Um, so they're told who to be their whole life. And what generators, what I find what they fall into is they're told what they should do, what they shouldn't do. And then it's like, but I don't want to do that because it doesn't make me happy. Or I don't want to be this person because that's not who I am. Then <clears throat> there are manifestors and they make up about 8% of the population. And they're basically here to do whatever the fuck they want. And they literally, like, they're the only type out of all the types where if they want to do something and they have this vision, they literally just need to go and find someone that can help them bring it to life. They don't have to wait around. They, like, that's what they want to do. They literally just go do it. But they're the types back in the day that, you know, <clears throat> they, you know, initiated things and started wars because they have such this, like, they have this energy about them where um, people, when they are on their train, like they can really get things going and get things started and whatnot. And we need people that can start things and initiate things and get things going. Um, I had a manifester that I was talking to the other day because um, a lot of manifestors from what I've observed is they feel like they need to do everything versus just like have the idea and start it and say how they want it to look. So I told her, I said, this, this is the picture I want you to think of whenever you think manifester. So think about it. So you go to a coffee shop and I said, you know, <clears throat> there's the baristas, there may be a manager on site. I said, but where's the owner? Where's the owner of the coffee shop? Are they usually at the coffee shop? She's like, no. I was like, because the way that we're going to picture this is the coffee shop owner is a manifester. They had this idea, they had this vision of something that they wanted to bring to life. So they got the people involved and they built it and they created it. And then it's running on its own. 
but they're not in there like making it happen. They were the starter of it, but now they're just the, they're just the owner that goes in and checks in every now and then to make sure that everything's running smoothly. But I'm like, you're not the barista in the coffee shop making everything happen, but you brought it to life. And she's like, Oh my God, that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. Cause Funnily enough, she's actually a podcaster. So it's funny. She was like, I had this idea for the podcast. And as soon as I put it out there, everything came together and it's just running. I said, exactly. Like, keep doing that. Like, that's absolutely amazing. Then there are reflectors. And reflectors are less than 1% of the population. So they're kind of like the unicorns of human design. Um, uh, are you familiar with uh, Jordan Younger, the balance bond? She's a reflector. So reflectors are referred to as lunar beings. And why this is, is when you look at their chart, um, where like your chart, whenever we talk about it a little later, you have eight of the nine centers, the chakras colored in, and that means something. Well, reflectors, their entire chart is white the whole thing. So they're basically reflecting every bit of energy that's going on around them back to everybody around them. So they're here to basically like within their community that they surround themselves with, they're reflecting the energy back to them. So for reflectors, it's really important that they take time for themselves, like really truly like time for themselves to be alone, to be out in nature, to moon bathe, and then, you know, go out and do what they need to do when they need to, but what they can get really like tripped up in is that they put themselves around all these other people's energy and then they feel like they don't know who they are. So it's like when you can really take a step back as a reflector and go and be in your own energy, that way you can sort things out and just be in your own energy and see what's right for you. And, you know, do I want to involve myself with these people or this situation over here when you're alone? you can come to that conclusion versus just being wrapped up in everybody else's energy. So it makes perfect sense now how Jordan, she spends a lot of time alone and, you know, out of nature. And she's very mindful about who she surrounds herself with because she's so aware of how heavily influenced she is by that. So she's real human design has helped her learn how to be mindful about that and her energy. Because again, she's reflecting the energy of everyone around her because reflectors they don't just like take on the energy they become the energy so it's like you can only be around that so much before you're like and eh, I need to take a break like I just need to be in my own energy um but those are all the different energy types and that's literally just like the tip of the iceberg <laughs> of what human design is but if no one's ever heard of it and they were to go to like my body graph or jovian archive whatever and put in their information it'll split out it'll spit out something where it's like it'll say energy type and you'll be one of those five and then it just goes from there but that's like a brief overview of what human design is oh i'm just like smiling on my end because <laughs> it, it it's all so fascinating and you know, even that little bit about a generator, you know, being me, you know, even that makes total sense, you know, for who I know I am. And so I'm just curious, I know you mentioned like Jordan Younger uh, as the balanced blonde, and I'm sure a lot of my audience probably knows her as a reflector. Um, mm -hmm. Do you know, like, would you be able to name like maybe a famous or well-known person who was like each 
type just to give like an idea of, you know what I mean? Like what type of person is that? So I know Oprah is a generator. Okay. And then I'm trying, cause I think famous and I'm like, Oh, is it like people I know? Cause my version, my definition of famous is like different from other people. I know that, um, Jennifer Aniston is a manifester. And then um, Sandra Bullock is a reflector. And then Obama is a projector. And then I believe President Trump is a manifesting generator. Those, um, all, those are all making sense to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah. So those are like, I'm sure everybody is very aware of most of those names. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's neat. I didn't know Oprah was a generator. <laughs> I she always, is. Yeah. Because I've listened to like one or two podcasts, you know, about human design. But the one thing that like, you know, a couple people would say is like they felt bad about their energy type, you know, like when they found out. Because mm-hmm. it's like everybody wants to be, you know, like the unicorn or the, <laughs> or the mm-hmm. like small percentage. But, you know, it just goes to show. I mean, Oprah she's amazing she got it all. literally yeah. she she's living her lit up because like I remember finding out I was a projector and I'm like I resonated with all of it but I was like oh I don't have energy I'm supposed to like sit back like oh no but then when I surrendered into it and really like studied it and saw the beauty in it I'm like actually no that feels amazing the thought of that and doing that absolutely feels amazing. And then, because a lot of projectors are, I say, wannabe generators, because um, the way that this kind of works is like, there's the body graph, and then there's colored in centers, and then there's white centers. And if it's white, that means it's open, which is basically somewhere you take energy, you take it in, and then you amplify it, and then you put it out into the world around you. So, like let's say right now in your energy, your defined sacral is filling in my open sacral. So even though like before this call, I could have very well easily like crawled into bed, I'm like awake right now, like totally awake. So it's cool to like learn where it's like, okay, if I need to get something done, well, who do I need to surround myself with energetically that can help me do that? Or needing to take the downtime or needing something more chill, it's cool to know like, who to surround myself with to get things done. And like knowing when to be in my own energy has been really important. Like really, really crucial for me because I feel like um, a lot of my, I don't know, we'll just call them like shadows and trauma and different things like that. So I'm one of 10 kids and I've done all my siblings charts and there's two projectors and then one manifester, but the other seven are a form of a generator. So I grew up around a lot of energy. And so it makes sense. And I feel like, you know, they had all this energy and they could do all these things and it like overstimulated me. And, you know, I was overweight as a kid and my eating disorder started at like 10 years old. And, you know, I just thought I was supposed to be everybody else versus, you know, being myself. Um, and it's just interesting to reflect back on like my childhood and then becoming an adult and the people that I was surrounding myself with and like got heavily into drinking. I was severely depressed and, you know, suicidal at certain points and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. But it was like when I was in this state of like 
pushing and forcing and trying instead of just learning to be like it just when I finally learned how to be everything changed for me and it's like not saying and it's almost like I think it's part of my shadow where it's like I don't have to try anymore but it's also like it's taken a lot for me to feel like I don't have to try I can just be and I can just trust and know that like I'm going to be taken care of if I'm in alignment of who I truly am and you know it goes all the way back to like human design showed me at my soul at my purest and then like learning to like decondition from there like it makes sense you know what I mean like you can look back and instead of maybe having regret you know like I know that's something I have a lot of regret over the years you know I had with disordered eating and all of that but you know like looking at it from that standpoint you can understand it and you can come to terms with it and just let it go so that's like that's beautiful but. yeah another really big thing that um I think probably I remember initially being really upset when I found out about this so there's this thing called the G center and it's um, it's also referred to as the identity center within a chart. And let's say someone has their chart pulled up right now and they're like, what is she talking about? When you're looking at your graph, it's the diamond in the middle. If it's colored in, it's yellow. And then if it's open, it's white, but it's the diamond in the middle. And this has to do with love direction and your identity, who you are. Well, mine is not just open. It's completely open. So what does this mean? This means that I don't inwardly have the sense of identity, direction of where I'm going, or if I am lovable or not, which are huge shadows of mine if I look back on it. But what's cool about this, learning to like find the beauty in that and the wisdom of that, is basically I can be anything for anyone, but don't get stuck on thinking that's who I am. But like be that for that person in that moment and learning that this is where like a really big part of like me being an empath comes in. And basically they say, when you have this open, you're a chameleon to whoever you're around. So who you surround yourself with is who you become, which is so true for me. So when I learned that I'm like, okay, well I need to be careful about who I surround myself with because that's the energy I'm going to soak in and I'm going to chameleon into that. So me learning that, it's really helped me get a lot better at boundaries because it's like being in someone else's energy, it's like, do I want to be influenced by that? Because I'm going to be. And like learning where it's like, well, I don't drink anymore, so do I need to surround myself with that crowd? I don't judge it, but do I need to surround myself with it? You know, I want to be surrounded with people that are open-minded and, you know, open-minded in the sense of like spirituality and like learning and discovering and not like closed-mindedness. And so it's like, well, who do I need to surround myself with that? And so it's been really beneficial for me when it comes to that, just to know that I felt, I felt crazy my whole life because it's like, I really do like, you look at my friend group and like, no one's the same. And like, they bring out different parts of me, but it kind of gave me permission to like, know that I'm going to continuously evolve throughout my life and that's okay. And if I want to change, all I need to really do is change who I'm like hanging around. And if I need to expand, just go and hang out with those type of people and then I'll expand into that. So it's like anywhere you're open, they say it's an opportunity for wisdom to be learned over time. 
when you can learn to become an observer of the energy that you're taking in versus a victim to it. So it's like all the different places that I'm open, I'm learning where it's like, okay, what's the shadow of this? What's the wisdom in this? Do I have any um, blocks around this? And then like going from there. Cause that's why I like with me, like I'm not just a human design reader. Cause I, I've always noticed like I've never, I've never liked labels ever. And it makes sense because it's like no one can pin me down because I can't even pin myself down. So it's like, you know, yes, I read human design, but spirituality is so important, isn't so important to me. And like infusing the two together with healing work and shadow work and all these different things like that feels so much more me in this stage of my life right now. But knowing that like if I want to change, it's okay too because I'm going to. And there's nothing wrong with it. So like just giving myself permission on that, like that alone was so liberating. And, uh, okay. So we'll talk about this. So you and I both have a defined ego and I believe last time I checked only like 20 to 30% of the population has this. So a lot of people aren't ego driven. What this means is you have really good willpower, like your yes is your yes and your no is your no. If you're mindful about what you say yes and no to. Um, you could be very money driven. There's nothing wrong with that because you're actually here to be driven by money. Not everyone is, but some people are. What's interesting about this is um, me and one of my brothers, which is funny because we're both, we're both the projectors. We're the only one in my family that has the defined ego and we're the ones that like want the nice cars and the house and this over here and this over there. And like no one else does in our family, but it's like, we're so ego driven. It's like, I have the nice car. He wants the nice car. And like, our, that's something that it was like, I don't know, like a conditioned shadow for a little bit. But when I learn, I'm like, Oh, I can have the 12 cars in one point in my life and I want to be a millionaire. I can be a millionaire. Hell yeah, I'm going to do that. And it just gave me permission to own that part of myself. So I find that sometimes like you can kind of be aware of something that's about you, but when you see human design, like paint that picture for you, you're like, I've always felt that way my whole life. Well, I'm just going to own it now. Like I don't need to believe that anymore. So that was really liberating for me as well, where it's like there's nothing wrong with me for wanting to like live a really nice and happy life and be abundant and creative and have all the nice cars and all the things. But you have that too. So I'm curious how that shows up for you. Yeah, I, I think it definitely shows up because I'm just like when I want something, you know, like I am, I'm driven to it. And, you know, it's not like I'm chasing money because obviously what I'm doing now is making me zero money, but I'm constantly thinking, you know, that like I should be doing like making more, I should be doing this. And I, I really do like nice things. I like, I think it comes down to a um, underlying sense of, I, I really like quality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate wasting time. I hate wasting money. <laughs> I hate uh-huh. wasting effort. Like, if I'm doing something, buying something, eating something even, like it has to be good quality. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I just feel so dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it's like, I always explain to people, you know, I do spend a lot of money on, you know, like my health and my passions and my animals, you know, I take in a lot of rescues, mm-hmm. but you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's like the same idea. Like, you know, you're with your cars. That's like, you know, me with, with my like all my health stuff, you know, you know what I mean? Like I want quality, quality blends and quality supplements. And so, okay, I, I, I think it kind of does make sense because 
Yeah. Cause my brother and my dad are the complete opposite, you know, mm-hmm. like they're just kind of like floating through and I'm very, you know, like this is what I want and mm-hmm. I'm just driven towards. So that does yep. make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, if you think like 70% of the population doesn't feel that way, not saying that like, you know, if you have an open heart center, ego center that you don't need to like worry about money or if you want, you know, to live comfortably, it's just, you're not here to be like ego, like driven by it. Like you're just, that's not an energy. If anything, if you feel that way, it's because someone else is making you feel that way. Like my husband and I were just talking about this. So his is open minds defined. And it's cool because Sometimes him and I will be talking and he's like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And it's like, he's trying to like talk about this thing. He's about to like willpower himself through, but he's talking, he's in my energy. He's in my ego, my willpower, like aura. He's like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, okay, honey. Like, uh huh. And then like, you know, a couple of days later, it's not happening. I'm like, but you're talking, you're talking about this when you're, ta- you're in my energy. So it makes sense that like I amp you up and like make you believe in yourself because you should and da, 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 da. But it's like, it's kind of like the kid where like the mom comes in is like, all right, you're going to do this and this. And the kid's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then the mom leaves and you're like, I don't want to do that. But it's like that willpower isn't there. So it's like, um, one of my friends explained this. Um, and it made sense to me where it's like, when you have a defined ego, like your yes is your yes and your no is your no, but in like, you're not going to fold, you're not going to bail, you're not going to be flaky. Like you say, you're going to do something, you're going to do it. If it's long-term, short-term, like you're going to show up, you're going to be there. That is so true for me. I'm not a flaky person. Someone's got to bail on me before I bail on them. That's just how it works versus people with an open ego. What you commit to now may not be what you want to do in two weeks or a year or five years. So the more that you can set yourself up for it's like baby steps of what you're wanting to do sets you up for greater success versus thinking you need to have this five-year plan. You can actually be like, Hey, what do I want to do today? What sounds good today? What do I want to do this week? What are some things I may want to do this month? versus thinking you need to sit there and have this strategic structured like this is what you're gonna do like you don't need to do that some people it works for but some people it doesn't so like gives you permission where it's like you know yep if you want that through your plan amazing because you're gonna stick to it if you're gonna commit to it having that but like being gentle on yourself whenever someone is making you feel like you need to have all these goals and plans like you're like no what sounds good right now what do I want to accomplish right now? What do I have the desire, the energy to do right now? And give yourself permission to do that. Because both work and they're like, neither one is better than the other. It's all your mindset, you know? Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. And <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that a lot. <laughs> I guess like, do you want to walk through my chart and then like explain things as we go, kind of like you just did or like hit, hit, hit like, hit like what points you think like you, you want to explain, I guess, like what sure. you think would be important or anything. I just feel like when you were explaining it, like through your chart and through my chart just there, like that made complete sense to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, like on other podcasts, I feel like 
you know, a lot of this was going over my head mm-hmm. and now this is all making so much sense to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. if, if you'd want to do that. Sure. So I'm curious, just at first glance, like looking at your chart, um, are you really sensitive to like food and like potentially have like a really sensitive digestive system and are very sensitive to just, just about anything going on around you, whether it's energy and different things like that? Yeah. Like, that show up for you okay yeah so why this is is you so there are nine centers which are when if you're looking at your chart it's the little symbols on like the graph and then there's numbers and all that stuff but the centers are like there's there's like squares and triangles and diamonds and triangles whatever so your only open center is your spleen and the spleen when it comes to human design has to do with fear which we kind of talked about at the beginning instincts intuition the senses all these like very like it's almost like when i think the spleen i think of like an animal out in the wild it's very instinctive picks up on things all this stuff so for you having an open spleen this makes your immune system very sensitive um and chances are like you're someone that's like tried it all because you've had you know whether it's like autoimmune things come up or just very sensitive skin or system or digestion and all these different things. So it's like, you feel like you need to go and like try all these things to see what works for you. And what's amazing about this is a lot of people with an open spleen can be really amazing healers because you're so well versed and knowledgeable and have all this wisdom around what doesn't work, what works because your body is so sensitive. So like you deeply understand whenever someone says, well, I'm sensitive to this, this doesn't feel right because you know what that feels like. And you've like tried this array of different things because you're very aware of like what you put in your body and if it feels good or if it doesn't feel good. But you know, everywhere else in your chart, you're defined. So this is like energy that's yours. Like it's your energy. If anything, this is how you like bring energy to the world around you, but you're one open, you know, center has to do with, you know, and I would, I also wouldn't be surprised if you, you know, um, don't feel like safe and secure within yourself, like safety and security or something that you don't feel that you can like quite hold on to. And it's very like uncertain. Um, and there are probably certain people where you just feel really safe around them. Like not saying that like you feel really safe around me, but I have a defined spleen. So chances are you would find safety and security within my energy. And that being said, you potentially like, I wouldn't be surprised depending on like certain people that you hang around, depending on what their energy looks like, that you all of a sudden will become really fearful of certain things, but it's because you're picking up on other people's fears because you're open here. So like learning when like that fear comes in, it's like, well, whose is this? Because this isn't mine. This didn't come from me. Like, who did this come from? Who was I just around? And then um, they say, I remember reading um, that <clears throat> people that have an open spleen can be very, which one of the Claire's was it? I think it was like Claire Cognizant. It was something where it's like you just pick up on stuff and you just know things are happening and you can just like really tap into other people's energies. Like you're able to do that. And then I was listening to something a couple weeks ago where sometimes having an open spleen, like plants can be really comforting to you. 
for whatever reason. Not saying you need to go become a plant mom, but it's something that can make you just feel really good being in that energy because you're open there. Um, but that's just like, again, tip of the iceberg of part of your chart. <laughs> How does that resonate? <laughs> yeah, so for everyone who can't see me on video, I'm like smiling and laughing and open mouth because this is so spot on. I mean, like I've always, I've had gut issues for like seven years now, but they were minor. And then this past year, you know, it, it got really bad. And mm -hmm. there are days where you like, I couldn't get out of bed and just, you know, gut issues and a lot of overall symptoms. Well, five doctors later, lots of money, lots of blood tests and everything. And we find out that um, my immune system is just in constant attack mode. Yeah. And, you know, I have signs of like, you know, uh, bits of autoimmune and I have all kinds of gut issues and hormonal issues. But then the biggest thing, and we just found out pretty much today, um, but I have like hepatitis C and it's, it's a long story of my mom was, you know, getting treated for cancer and got infected. And then when I was a kid, I must've somehow got it. So it's been inside of me and something triggered it. So for this past year, my body's just been attacking itself and it still is. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, my immune system is so compromised. I'm on lots of supplements and so that hits home. And then, um, definitely like picking up on others' energies. I always say it's funny because I'll go on social media and I'll just see someone's post, you know, my personal or all, I'll see them across the room. Mm. And I swear, like, I can tell when people break up before they announce it, you know, and I can pick up when people are a certain mood and then I, I start talking to them, you know, and I can kind of work it out of them, yeah. you know? And I've like, my friends and family always say that. And I've always been so, and like, that's why I love people watching because I can pick up on things so well and yeah. it's amazing, but it can also be very you know, like heavy because when it's directed towards me, I pick up on it instantly. Mm -hmm. And, um, what you were saying about feeling safe around certain people as well, that is a hundred percent true. I've always had issues with, you know, feeling safe. Yeah. I lost my mom when I was young. So I kind of had to like put my armor on, you know, and I became so tough and put all these walls up around my heart and, you know, I never wanted to be hurt again. So I, I always say like the person I trust the most and I feel the safest around is my brother, you know, and I, and then there's certain people and it's, it's funny because I felt as soon as we got on, um, I can talk very openly around you. Usually I'm a bit more tense and I'm sweating through my shirt when I'm doing an interview, but I feel like very content with, like, it's, it's as if I know you. And that's mm -hmm. usually how I, you know, gauge if I connect with someone and I, Definitely got that as soon as we started, which released the tension that I had going into this. Oh, I love so, that so much. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm blown away. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, I'm going to blow your mind one more time, maybe a couple more. So on the topic of, like, you know things sometimes and you're, like, you don't necessarily know where it comes from, well, I'm going to tell you where it comes from. So in your head, which for anyone, let's say you have your chart, because again, I feel like I go teacher mode with stuff like this, because I remember listening to podcasts and I'm like, where are you talking about this? Like, where is this coming from? I need details. So I'm going to give you the details. Um, so it's in the head center, which is the triangle at the very top of the chart. If yours is defined, it's yellow. If it's open, well, it's white. Well, you have this energy called, uh, or this energy, it's a gate. And this gate is called the gate of mystery. And 
the way that I studied this is gate, the gate of mystery doesn't know how it knows. It just knows. And if you sit there and try and figure out how it knows what it knows, you're missing the point. It just knows. So <clears throat> the way that I see this is it's very <clears throat> claircognizant where like you don't know how you know things sometimes but you're like, I just, I just know. This is where it comes from. So the way that I like to describe this, though, is sometimes what we know, whether it's about ourselves or somebody else, that could be point Z, okay, or point A. So just because you can see point Z doesn't mean you're there. You can hold the vision. You can hold that mysterious knowing. But don't skip the steps of, like, it coming out to fruition. Let it work itself out over time. And then it'll come to life when it needs to versus thinking you need to fumble your way through it to make it happen. Cause you know, like take a step back and like just hold on to the vision and like, let it come to life on its own. Um, you're also probably someone where you can rationalize anything. Like you just keep going and going and going and retweaking and retweaking. You're also very much so like a detail oriented person where if I were to bring something to you, like hand it to you, you would be like, okay, this over here and this over here and that over there. How's this? So you're very detail oriented and like you can really retweet, retweet things and move things around. <clears throat> you also, um, uh, do you like, do you, are you someone where you like routines in the sense of like, you like to be able to like, rely on consistency with things whether it's like a schedule what you eat the way things look like you very much so pay attention to patterns and cycles is that something that comes up for you yeah that's like that sometimes I'm really working on that because uh, I sometimes let that kind of overtake you know my life where mm -hmm. I get so I get stuck you know yeah. in in the cycles and the routines and you know whether it's eating the same thing literally day on day on day until suddenly I realize my gut isn't happy with me or, you know, like, and that can, that has, I noticed, um, you know, when I was going through disordered eating, those mm -hmm. rituals were not helping me because, <laughs> you know, I, I had my rituals of what to eat, you know, when to eat, how much to exercise, when to exercise. And mm -hmm. so breaking, breaking those down was, you know, like monumental to growing, mm -hmm. you know, and now I've put some new ones in that I'm still trying to work through. And I notice my thoughts are very, you know, uh, cyclical. I'm trying to think of the word, whatever. But like, they'll just keep, you know what I mean? Like, they'll keep going, or I'll have a reoccurring thought that almost is routine. You know, like it always pops up when I do a certain, um, you know, certain part of my day. And mm -hmm. I, I, I do get upset though if my routine is broken. But I'm trying mm -hmm. to get better at, you know, I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe am I supposed it's your to? Nature, though. You like patterns. You like, I'm this way too. So it's like, I'm someone, but I'm also someone where, <clears throat> um, so this is another thing with human design. It's so layered that you almost don't want to take everything at face value, just putting it out there. So like, let's say for example, you and I both like the, the, the consistency of patterns, whether it's like a routine, like ultimately you feel better when you're on one, you just do. But then we can take this a step further and there's another part of your chart that basically tells me you're more of a snacker. And when it comes to food, <clears throat> you're, 
you don't necessarily need that consistency and that routine of what you're eating and changing it up can like really help and be beneficial. So let's say for example, like this week I'm feeling that I want to eat oatmeal every morning and then have, you know, a smoothie for lunch. But next week I may not want that. So I've learned where it's like, yes, I like the consistency and whatnot, but learning where it's like, well, my body doesn't always want that. So I need to honor that. So it's almost like, okay, I like the consistency of the, and the routine of knowing that I'm going to, I need to figure out my breakfast and my lunch and my dinner. But it's almost like come Sunday, I'm like, well, what does my body want? what is my body feeling versus thinking I need to have the same thing every day and get, because I feel like part of my obsessiveness can come from this energy. Like I just nosedive into things sometimes like call myself out right now. I get really hooked on certain restaurants for months, like almost every single weekend for the last three months, I've been going to in and out burger. It's just how the cookie crumbles right now. And then come maybe a month from now, I'm not going to want it at all. But learning when I don't want it anymore, don't eat it. So it's like, yes, like your routine and all these things, that makes you feel like you run more smoothly, but that doesn't necessarily mean it has to do with food. Okay. We're just food for that. And you mentioned the thing where like you can get really stuck on your thoughts. That's in your chart too. So it's called the gate of focus where it's not that you're even necessarily concentrating on it but you're thinking about it and you just sit there and you're like spiraling and spiraling and spiraling in your head one thing I would like suggest doing with this is either one finding someone that can make this an energetic channel for you because they can be very grounding for you because basically we'll just call it like the sister of this gate is someone where it's kind of called the gate of the couch potato because they can just sit still when they need to. So this is someone when you're up here, they can help bring you down here. So my sister, she has two friends that has the gate that you have, but she has like the couch potato one, not saying she's a couch potato, but when she needs to concentrate on something, it blows my mind. Cause I cannot do that. Like I don't have either one of these, but I'm like, dude, how you can just sit. And I swear she just like enters a portal and like comes out a couple hours later Imagine having somebody that can bring you from up here and ground you. So it's like either find someone that has the sister to make this a channel or think about that one person that when you're up here, they help bring you down here and go lean on them. That way you can sort things out whenever you get really like you're spiraling in your head. Just be like, hey, can I talk to you about this and like sort this out? Because I can't quite get it. I can't quite figure it out. Can I just talk to you? That, that way you can like work it out. That's amazing. And I'm thinking my brother must be that because I'll be thinking on something for like, it will be bothering me all day. Like it doesn't matter you what can't I let do. it go. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm subconsciously thinking of it. Like I won't even be realizing that I'm thinking it. And then all of a sudden I'll, you know, I'll try to be rationalizing it too. And then mm -hmm. I'll come home, you know, and my brother and I will just be cooking in the kitchen and I'll just start, you know, word vomiting all over the place, spilling out all my worries and concerns and thoughts. Mm -hmm. And he'll say like two sentences and suddenly it all makes sense. And it just makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh geez. Okay. And then I can finish cooking and, you know, go on with my night. I swear every time. And I didn't even realize that until you were just talking about it. And I was like, <laughs> literally I go to him 
for everything and he always like he grounds you brings me down yeah he he's the same way like he can just sit and just and just sit you know like mm-hmm. be on his phone or be watching a video and I have like a million tabs open in my head you know what I mean mm-hmm. like as I'm thinking of one thing I'm thinking of five other things and so it makes a lot of sense <laughs> mm-hmm. okay let's see okay you're also probably a really big daydreamer like you literally can just like da. It's literally called the gate of the daydreamer. Like you're just a daydreamer. And like, it's just so cool because sometimes that's where like your passion and drive can come from are those daydreams. So don't knock them because sometimes that daydream becomes a reality. So if you're in La La Land, let yourself be in La La Land. Like seriously, like you're a daydreamer, be a daydreamer. Um, let's see what else. You're also a really good listener. So the fact that you have a podcast is pretty amazing. I'm explain what this means. So it's called the gate of the listener and this is in the G center. So this is a part of who you are. This is part of your identity. So basically you could be minding your own business and then, you know, this like random stranger is talking to you and they're like, I don't know why I feel like I can just tell you this. Like, I don't, I haven't told anybody this, but like, I just feel like I can trust you. And then they spill their guts. Well, it's because you give off this energy of trustworthiness and knowing that if someone is talking to you, they know it's almost like this energetic knowing that you're going to hear them out. And what's cool about this is you have this way of like when you hear somebody out because, and I'll explain this next part in a second, but you have this ability to completely listen and then offer guidance when needs be. And I call this one. Um, cause I kind of, the way that I study things, like I look for a keyword and like whatever I'm studying and I kind of call this the gate of the, um, like the experience collector. And what this means is, um, it's called the gate of privacy. If we want to be like technical, um, what this means is you're someone that, um, you, you're literally a witness to everything going on around you and you take every bit of it in and you tuck it away in your pocket for later, whether it's to like give advice for somebody else. But the shadow of this could be is you fear letting things go because it's like you've witnessed all these things happen. So it's kind of like this defense, this uh, defense mechanism that you have where it's like, if I hold on to this and it's not going to happen. I can't let this go. I can't forgive this. I can't let this go. So it's like learning what to hold on to, to tuck away in your pocket, to share with somebody later, maybe. But what are the things that you're holding on to that aren't serving you? That would be worth like letting go of because chances are that maybe some of the things that are holding you back. So it's like learning what to hold on to, but also what to let go of. That makes a lot of sense because yeah, I've always, and that's like another thing. Like I said, I just like know things. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times I'm picking up breadcrumbs along the way without realizing it. Like no mm-hmm. one can ever throw me a surprise party because I'll <laughs> pick up on little cues in conversation and mm-hmm. then I'll put it together and I'll be like, oh wait, but she said, you know, this, but now she's doing this. So that must mean, and like, so I've never been surprised. And, you know, I just, I'll notice little things and then I put it together into the, the big thing. And I do have a hard time letting things go, you know, and it's funny because I seem very, you know, like friendly and upbeat and bubbly, but if you piss me off, you piss me off and I Mm -hmm. hold on to it and I keep Mm -hmm. going over it. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm working on that because I don't, yeah. I, I don't want to hold on to, you know, any bad energy. Yeah. But that's very, that's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's home. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let's see. Um, you have one of the, I don't know, this is one of my favorite gates. So this is basically um, the way that I studied this and remembered this. And I kind of call this one like a superpower in the sense where um, I've like looked at it in two different ways just because I study like from all different resources. And basically this is something, an energy where um, whether this is something that has to do with you or if someone comes to you, I kind of call this like someone that's a really good elevator where if I were to come and be like, hey, can I talk to you about something that I'm thinking about doing? And then you would be, or you would, maybe you would be like, actually, no, I don't want to talk to you. Or you could be like, yeah, like, let's talk about what's going on. And I sit here and I, I like tell you this idea of something that I'm wanting to do. You have this ability to know if it's going to be successful or not. And if you feel it's going to be successful, then you have this way of like, being such a cheerleader and an elevator of being like, yes, that's absolutely going to work. I think that's absolutely beautiful. I think you should do it. And all you're doing is elevating me and helping me like pick it up off the ground and then like propelling me forward. And what's cool about this is I have a friend where when all the human design stuff was going on, she saw something in me and breathed life into it. And I can guarantee you it was because of our energies coming together. So I got this dream and this passion to her and she saw such life in it and she elevated it and like it literally just like took off. So to me, it's almost like you're an elevator for those around you whenever, and you may not even necessarily realize that you're doing this, but to me, like, it's kind of like a superpower because I don't know, like how amazing you get to go and like uplift and elevate people to go and do what they want, like what they're here to do and you can like speak life into it. Like to me, that's pretty beautiful. You know, like we need people like you to do things in the world. I do feel that. Um, I just like, I thought it was just because I'm very like optimistic, you know? So people come mm-hmm. to me and it's funny. Cause like, even with the podcast, you know, I, I feel like I'm very amateur still and I've just started out, but I've had like five people reach out to me and you know, like they want guidance on starting a podcast. One question I have is, so like, would I do that for myself then? Or is that something that like, I'd have to find someone else to elevate me? So let me flip this back on you. Do you feel like you can do that for yourself? Like, how does that feel when you think about it? I I, I feel, I feel like it's a no, because once more, I always go to my brother and Mm -hmm. I'll say, like, even if I'm baking cookies for my friends, Mm-hmm. I can never believe, like, I'll have them taste test. I'm like, do you think these are good enough for people that aren't as health conscious as me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're so good. And I'm just like, no, they're not. They're not. Like, like so I can't even, like, build myself up to make cookies for my friends because mm-hmm. I feel so, like, self-conscious. I think, like, that's maybe where it stems from. Mm-hmm. So I don't, so- I don't know. I'm going to, this may sound a little technical, but anywhere in a chart, there's a red line. This is your subconscious. So this is something that someone else will see in you. And anything that's a black line, it, you're aware of that. That's your personality. You can change that, all those things. So it's, I was, I, I'm, 
I don't know, like it's the teacher in me where I'm like, I'm going to just see, I'm going to talk this out. So this line for you is actually red. So other people see it in you. So it makes sense. So you can't see it in yourself. But okay. other people can. So that makes a lot of sense. But here's another thing that I want to say on the topic of like you being a generator. So the way that your generator energy works is when you're responding to life going on around you, that's part of your strategy. Your strategy is basically part of your navigating system of how you're here to navigate and interact with the world around you. And you're basically here to respond to things going on around you, life happening around you, because when you're paying attention to what it is that your sacral, which is what makes you a generator, that's where like the generator, it's a motor lives. When you're the response mechanism is basically that thing in you being lit up. Like it's what lights you up. So let's say for example, you've been doing what you're doing and then you have been, you know, listening to podcasts and like, you're like, I have all this knowledge and you know, I want to start something and you see the need for it and you get lit up by it. Well, what happened? You created a podcast and now you have it up and running and going. So the way that like you're here to navigate the world is kind of like, and I loved her name's Eden. And I loved what she said about how like she doesn't need to try, like she is magnetic and things come to her. So the way that she navigates things when it comes to like what she's responding to, that way she can make sure that she's lit up by it is she sets an intention and she's like, all right, universe, what is the next thing that I need to do? Bring it to me. That way I can respond to it. And she's like, the next day I have people in my DM asking if I've ever considered creating a course. Well, then that lit something up within her and then she created a course. So it's almost like kind of like learning to strengthen this trust muscle with the universe instead of thinking you need to figure it all out, being like, I'm willing, I'm ready, I'm open to follow the signs, listen, send it my way. That way I can respond to it to know what I'm here to do and what my next step is versus thinking you need to figure it out. So I would test that out just, you know, going forward, like, all right, universe, what is the next thing that I need to do? Send it to me in a way that I can respond to it to see if it lights me up and to see if that's what I want to do versus thinking you need to go and do it for yourself. Okay. Yeah, I will definitely, because that once more hits home, like I'm definitely... I, like you said before, I think I need to surrender more and just mm-hmm. be open to what comes. I try to be very, I'm detail oriented and, you know, I, I, I want to have all the little steps and things planned out and know everything, but I need mm-hmm. to just trust. Cause when I do, that's when things have happened, you know? So mm-hmm. I remember I was reading a book and I think it was a return to love. And she said how, she goes, it's funny how when it comes to the little things, we'll trust the universe because it's small and like if you fuck it up, like no big deal because, you know, but why don't we trust the universe with the bigger things? Why do we feel like we have to control the outcome? We can trust it with the little things. Why can't we trust it with the big things? And I know why. I know it's because we've been let down by so many people in our lives. Do you expect me to put my trust in something I can't even fucking see? Like, okay, I'm going to do that. But no, like actually I'm going to do that because the more that I've learned to trust and the more that I've learned to surrender, like I remember, so in 2017, that would have been probably the most rock bottom of rock bottoms I've ever hit in my life. And that's when everything basically shattered in my life. And then 2018, I like basically just rebuilt everything that 
and who I am. But what's interesting about that is um, it was almost like the 2017 shattering and then entering into 2018. It was almost like I was to the point where it's like I gave up because what I was doing wasn't working. So therefore I surrendered. And then as I continued to heal and, you know, work through my shadow and sexual trauma and, you know, just all these shadows and all these things, things just kept happening. And I'm like, oh, so if I do this, then it creates space for this. And then that's when human design came to me. And then I remember, you know, being, I remember being a five-year-old little girl and wanting to be a fortune teller, but I grew up in a really religious home. So that was unacceptable. Well, that was one of my biggest shadows, but it's like, as soon as I addressed that, I was like, Sarah now wants nothing to do with that. I want to use Oracle cards and crystals and I want to use Palo Santo and I want to be able to educate people around this because I understand how daunting it is. Now that's one of the biggest things that I do is I educate people and I provide the resources and I make human design English and I make spirituality, not this big, scary, hairy, gross thing, but it's like, I had to do that from within myself, but it was my willingness to listen to the things that were coming up that I was ignoring. So it's like a lot of my shadow, I thought it was anxiety, but it was actually me pushing things down because I didn't want to look at it. But as soon as I looked at it and addressed it through like release writing or talking to somebody, whatever it was, well, then the anxiety started to lessen and the fear started to lessen and the doubt and all these things. And so it's like, you know, the more that I've continued to surrender, the magic's on the other side. Two years ago, there's no way in hell that I would have trusted and surrendered all that stuff, but it's like, it's been a baby step worth of an evolution to the point now where it's like, I feel so deeply in me, but later this year, I will be doing this work full time and I'll be working for myself. But I addressed that part of my shadow last December. Like I wrote a letter to my fear around money and where that stemmed from. And as soon as I did and surrendered, that's when human design took off for me immediately. It's like the more that I'm willing to trust, the more that I'm willing to surrender and look at my shadow and heal myself and use human design as well, it just makes sense. And now I'm in a place where like I'm doing that for other people. But I had to do it for myself first. How everything like comes full circle. Mm-hmm. And I really do think, I mean, like I listen to Lacey Phillips a lot too. And she always says, you know, there's the, the dark, you know, like the, I forget what she Magic called. dark. Yeah. You know, and um, we'll touch on that later because I saw your <laughs> Facebook post about that. <laughs> but like, I really do think we have to, we have to shatter. We have to, well, we don't always have to maybe, but I know for me, my I had biggest, to. <laughs> exactly. My biggest moments of like self-growth, self-realization, self-awareness have always mm-hmm. come from those moments when I I can't even see the light of day, you know, like I, I cannot see past, you know, like that moment. And then mm-hmm. once I do get through it though, that's when, you know, like the amazing things happen. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm slowly working out of that because, you know, my, my, you know, immune condition and everything, it really put me in a bad place for a long time because I just felt horrible. And yeah. like now I'm starting to get my health back and, my energy. And that was something else I wanted to ask you about is that, 
you know, as a generator, I'm supposed to have all this energy and I always have. But um, when I started to get sick and didn't realize it, you know, I, I felt so lost. And so I'm wondering, I, my doctor diagnosed me with like four different types of fatigue. So it's like chronic adrenal, um, like lack, I had leaky gut. So I wasn't getting any like vitamins, nutrients I needed. And then there's like one other type. And do you think like having so much fatigue and, you know, like just trying to push through it and then having that like supposed, and then having the, you know, like desire to be that energetic generator type, mm-hmm. would that kind of like screw with me? Because for, like I said, for so long, I felt so lost and just like I had no purpose. And I'm wondering if maybe that was why, because I couldn't live up to my energetic self. Yeah. So the way that I see this, because it's like, as you're talking about this, like, um, cause just, just to put this out there, anytime before I talk to someone, I have a session, I always say a prayer and I always ask like, if any messages need to come through, like, let me know. Cause that's something I'm integrating within my practices. And I have this analogy <clears throat> that I use for a lot of generators and manifesting generators, because if we bring this all the way back to the beginning of this conversation, a lot of generators live in the shoulds. Like I should do this. I shouldn't do that. So the way that I like to see this, because something that I see very clearly are boundaries and like communication and I'm a stickler about it. I just stand at something that's really, really important to me because I really sucked at it for a really long time and really hard lessons and all that stuff. So the way that I see this is like, and I tell pretty much every client, this is like, imagine there's you and then there's a funnel above you at all times. If you think about it, a funnel holds quite a bit at the top. And a lot can come in, but only so much goes down. So if you think about it, everything that's going into this funnel is life. And let's say you're not good in your boundaries and you don't have this filtration system set up. Well, then everything is going to dump into this and it's going to clog it. And then you sit there and you wonder, like, why don't I have energy? Why do I feel terrible? Why is my body literally fighting against itself then that makes me think well what part of myself am i fighting against what part of my true nature am i fighting against so the way that i see this is if you can get clear i'm like nope not falling into that should nope that's a no nope that doesn't light me up nope that's da-da. and you like basically like pick it all out set up your boundaries set up your filtration system then all of a sudden you've created so much space for the universe to bring you those things that do bring you joy, that do light you up, that do make you happy, but they can actually get to you now because you've cleared away the clutter. So it's almost like, you know, even just like listening to your podcast from, you know, the first one to where I'm at in it now, like you kind of got to this point where you're like, I can't do this. This is it. Like, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to take a break from school. Like, I need to figure this out. It's almost like you've, you've reached your breaking point where it's like everything's shattered and you're like, no, I'm going to do different. So it's almost like you're starting to set up that filtration system and like, I won't be surprised like what comes of that from your willingness to be like, no, this isn't what I want my life to look like. This is a no. And then creating the space that way, like the things that are for you, whether it's healing, abundance, like creative ideas, whatever, it can come to you now because you've created the space for it because I'm someone based off of my own experiences, whether it comes to, you know, suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety, you know, all these things, 
for me, all of that stemmed from, from something I was suppressing emotionally. And as soon as I address that, it's it, whenever anxiety comes up or depression, because like we're human, it's going to happen. I have the tools now to address it, but it's like, okay, what part of myself have I'm not giving myself attention or love or where do I need to heal and whatnot? Because it's like, our, it's almost like to me, and even like studies I've done, the body is the last thing to basically tell you like, hey, what you're doing, you, it's, you don't even like it. So we're going to make you so miserable so you stop and like look in the mirror. And so for me, it's like, it was, you know, what mine is. And then for you, it's this over here, but it got your attention. And now you're doing differently, just like I did differently. So that's how I see that. That is very true. And you know what I mean? Like you were telling me, you know, about your story more before too. And I can like to see how like you, you are lit up, like when you talk and everything you do, like you're so lit up and like passionate about what you do. And I feel like I'm on the cusp of it. You know, like I said before, I'm, I'm like getting into all of this and, you know, learning more and taking more in. And I'm just like, you know, when I, when I can envision what is going to come, you know, in my near future because of these little, you know, things I'm picking up on, it, mm-hmm. it does definitely like light me up, you know, it gives yeah. me like a hope and a drive. So, yeah. Which is exactly on a human design level, what you're here to do, like completely, like live a life that lights you up and like the rest is history. Cause as long as you're lit up, you're in your lane. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I see it. <laughs> no. Yeah. So on the topic of relationships, that could be a whole thing, mm-hmm. but I want to say like, if someone were to go and look at their chart, um, is go and look and see what your profile is and your profile. And this, again, this is just like a part of like what this can look like. Um, go look at your profile and the way that the profile works is it's basically your costume is the way that I've heard it described where it's like how you see yourself, how the world sees you, how you want the world to see you, what drives you, how you are in relationship, communication, are you more one-on-one, are you more of this, are you more of this, and all this stuff, and like compatibility, of just like what other profiles that you would find really good synergy with. So like a lot of people, let's say like you're really human design savvy, like quite a few people, like I would introduce myself as an emotional 3-5 projector. And if people know anything about human design, that says a lot about me. What that says about me as a three, five is I'm here to live a life of trial and error. I'm literally the person, like I remember reading a book, I would put my finger in the light socket to see what would happen. I push and question all authority. I'm a rebel. Humor is everything to me. Like all this stuff. And if some people want somewhere to go, um, a couple of months ago, I devoted like two months to condensing down the material I was studying into like bullet points. So let's say you go pull your chart and then you go to my Instagram. Let's say, cause you're a four, six. So like, let's say after this, you hop off and you go to there, just click on like the little four, six thing and it'll go over what your profile is and then how you are in a relationship, what you kind of need in a relationship. Um, and like what other profiles that you could find, like just really good synergy with. And the way that the profile works is it's like your conscious and your subconscious 
like a subconscious part of you, your subconscious son when it comes to the I Ching. And again, I know that's like, that even kind of goes over my head saying that, like how I even know that blows my mind. Anyways, but it's like your, um, the I Ching part, it's the line of your conscious son and then your subconscious son like coming together and how they work. Some of them work in harmony, but most of them don't. And what's interesting is most of the population have the ones that don't work in synergy very well. So like here, let's just, we'll use you as a guinea pig really quickly. Let's see. So you're a four, six and I'm just gonna like highlight a couple of things. <clears throat> so you're very observant. Like it's just something like that's a thing for you. You can spend too much time either in your head or in your heart not knowing which is best. Um, when opportunity comes your way, you grab it with both hands and run with it, directing yourself and others towards exciting new things. Um, you prefer a friendship with someone first before you gauge if they're reliable and genuine. Um, you can fall into trying too hard to be liked by others because you really just want to be liked and that can be an insecurity. Like people don't like you and people don't want to be around you, but like, that's not true. Um, let's see. You have leadership qualities about you. You bring wisdom, optimism, and hope to situations and bring the bigger picture. Um, failure or rejection can easily wound your sensitive heart and your warmth can turn into like cold. Like you can, you're very warm until you're not. And where this can come from is like you're someone where if you feel like someone's about to hurt you, you would rather hurt them before they have the opportunity because you have such a sensitive side to you that like you don't necessarily people you don't necessarily want people to know that side of you so you would rather like jab at them before they can do it to you because like you don't want to get hurt because you have such a big heart um let's see one of i wouldn't be surprised if um one of your love languages is uh, words of affirmation like being reassured and like being appreciated um, and like there's two sides of you where like you're very <clears throat> wise and sure of yourself but then also like you can just be really insecure about something and you need someone that's going to like nurture that side of you and like know that that's that's both like both sides are you and knowing that like you need someone that's going to be able to hold that um, and like handle all of your emotions and all this stuff because like you're basically here to be this role model and be, you know, just this person that makes this impact and people come to, but you have this fear of it not going well. So it's kind of like this tug of war between things. So it's like you need someone that like, um, will truly check in on you because you kind of have this persona of like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I am fine. But on the inside, you could literally be like crumbling. So you need someone that's going to be like, no, what's wrong? What's actually going on? And you're like, okay, well, finally, like, this is what's happening. Oh my God. And there's like all these emotions, but you need someone that can like hold that. Like you really need someone to be able to hold that. Or you're just like, well, then what's the point? Like, I can't even do this. <laughs> um, but that's literally like a snippet of this. I would go read it if you haven't. Um, but that's like a hint of what the profile is. It just 
highlights different parts of yourself. Yeah. Once more, I'm, I'm open mouth because I'm so, <laughs> so like it hits so like spot on entirely. Mm-hmm. I'm just like whole life put in front of me. Mm-hmm. You feel very called out, but understood by your profile. At least that's how I felt. I'm like, I am not that way. I am not. <laughs> like what are you talking about like absolutely not I'm like no what's funny okay so my husband and I have been together 11 years married almost two and we're both three fives and my sister um she lives with us right now and when she moved in she's like Sarah all y'all do is laugh. And I'm like, dude, it's what's kept us together for 11 years. Like we're always laughing about anything, everything, and nothing. But humor is like top priority for a three, five. Like it's just humor is everything. Laughter is everything. If you were not amusing or humorous to me, like I'm not interested. Like, and I like to be lighthearted, but like I can be serious, but it's like, I'm just a lot of like witty and just all this stuff. So it's like, I need someone that like can be serious when they need to be, but also like not take things so seriously. So the fact that I married someone that's like almost my twin, but like not when you like really look at different parts of our chart, it's pretty amusing. (laughs) It's meant to be. (laughs) To be. Yeah. What's funny, speaking of like knowing things. So you and I both have that gate of mystery. So I have this too. So I'm a dreamer in the sense that I have dreams that come true. They just do. And I had dreams about Michael when I was a little girl. And I knew when I met him, that's who my husband was going to be. And like, I probably had these dreams around like 12 or 13. And I met him when I was 14 and we've been together ever since. So like, I just knew, like I just, I've known when people are pregnant, like, when things are going to happen. Like, it's not that I know everything, but there are just certain things where like when I met him, the dreams started to happen. And I was like, all right, well, you're the one I marry at some point. (laughs) And sure enough, like we'll be celebrating our two years married on July 1st. So. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. So like besides like human design And then like your dreams, do you have any other, like, I guess like gifts, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, is there anything else that you've maybe like you put, you pushed down before and now you're embracing or are you just kind of like, you know, with the human design and the dreams? So for me, this is where, um, I guess we can kind of talk about my new, like not even probably a month old, uh, offering that I have now. It's called Tea with Sarah. And what this is, is it's an intuitive infusion of my spiritual gifts and channeling abilities and all this stuff and human design if we need it, like together. Um, Because I'm someone where like I can communicate with my spirit guides, like I'm very clairvoyant and clairaudient. Um, And a couple months ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, my spirit guide, his name is Steve, he goes, you keep saying there's more to you than human design, but you're not doing anything about it. I was like, oh, fuck, like, I know, and it's like, I knew, and I'm like, what do I need to do? Well, then T with Sarah came back to me, which is something I got while taking uh, flower remedies back in February. I didn't know, I thought it was going to be a podcast, but I had a past life regression done and got a very much so like, nope, like she's going to be too busy being interviewed on podcasts for a podcast, and 
then it like it all started happening. So I was like, okay, like at least not right now. But I'm like, but what's tea with Sarah? Well, then it came to me that it's an offering. So now what I'm doing is like, you can either book like tea with Sarah and human design or just tea with Sarah. And basically what it is, is like, I do a meditation before and connect to your energy to see like where you're needing, like what you're needing right now. And then I may have a series of visions and messages that come through. I may pull some cards that kind of like signify and like tie it and like infuse it together. And I remember when I first started doing this maybe a month ago, like it's really new. I did this meditation and you know, I'm like sweating through my gray shirt that I was wearing. It was a bad idea. And I was like, I, you know, I don't know if you'd be open to this, but like, I'm really trying to integrate this part of myself. And like, if you're willing, I'd love to practice on you. And she's like, girl, yes, like absolutely. So I ended up like sharing what I saw and like it brought her to tears. I was like, okay, like there's something to this. Like, Oh my God. Then, um, my next one, I had no idea what this girl looked like beforehand. And she stepped forward in my meditation and I made note of exactly who I saw. It was that person like in the session. And then like, I had one girl where like, um, her like spirit animal came through and when I said it, she's like, you, what did you see? Cause it was random. And I was like, yeah, I saw this. And she's like, that's like, that's like my, my thing. Like, oh my God. And then I had one other girl where her like sign to basically her sign that she knows that her angels are with her. I saw. And so when I said it, she knew that it was like, I guess legit, not that she was like questioning it, but she was, you saw what? that's my, that's my like sign that my angels are with me. And so I've been building off of that the last month where it's like, cause again, like at five years old, I wanted to be a fortune teller. I've always been very intuitive and sensitive, but grew up thinking that like I had to be religious and I was scared of it and all this stuff. So it's like, it kind of started coming back to me. I actually remember the day, like my clear audience kicked in. I had just done Reiki on myself because I like kind of was studying that when I was ignoring human design, if I'm being completely honest. And I did Reiki on myself. And what's interesting is I have this thing where sometimes I, I know exactly how much time is left on a timer. I don't know how, but I do. So I'm laying there and I'm doing this like Reiki healing and I hear, put your hands over your sacral. And I was like, oh geez like okay I was like whatever and then I heard move up move up and like basically went through all the chakras and as soon as I put my hands back on my stomach it stopped I was like oh man like that was you know like okay so I go to turn on the lights in my house and like two of the light bulbs like shattered because there was so much energy in the room so then I go because I'm like man like this morning like there's something about it like oh my god so I'm sitting at my desk and I'm going to go get my oil changed. And I heard clear as day, don't go get your oil changed today. And I had, I had never experienced that before. I'm like, why the hell am I telling myself in third person to not go get my oil changed? Like, that's so weird. I didn't listen. I went to go get my oil changed and someone backed into my car. I was like, oh my God. And then there were other things where like I would be in line at Starbucks and uh, I heard the guy in front of you paid for your coffee. I was 
like, what is happening? Like, why am I saying this? I pull up and the lady goes, um, the gentleman in front of you paid for your coffee. Then, so it's like building. So my sister moves in. This is like last August. And I heard her key isn't going to work. Bring yours. I was like, what is going on? And I was like starting to kind of pay attention to it. So I intentionally didn't bring it. So I'm like, whatever. Okay. Clearly you can tell how very stubborn, over the top stubborn I was to this a year ago. Anyways, we go to the mailbox. Her key didn't work. Like it didn't work at all. We had to come back and get mine. So it's like, it's been building off of that. So it was either like late last year, or early this year, I sat down and cause I've always had dreams about this angel. Like that's just what he looks like to me. I know it's a, I know it's a male figure, masculine energy essence. And I've seen him my whole life. Like I have, he's always behind me. There's like big bright white light behind me at all times. And I remember listening to a podcast and I was basically like, you know, with your spirit guides, unless you ask them to step forward, they're going to stay in the background. And I was like, oh, that's how this works. So I sat down and did a meditation and I basically was like, if you're here, step forward. I want to talk to you. So I got quiet and I said, are you here? And I heard, yes. I was like, what's your name? I immediately heard Steve. And I was like, I like Steve like that then there were just certain things where I'm like Steve okay because the human design stuff started happening and uh for the I guess I can explain that so January rolls around and through the almost 30 podcast group um someone saw my my lol post is what I call it they saw my post where I was like funny how a year ago you know I was ignoring human design but now like I'm doing many readings for baristas at a coffee shop lol and someone saw that and she's like I would pay you to read my chart and then it started from there and so I'm sitting there with Steve and I'm like Steve bring me some clients. I'm a projector. I'm not supposed to solicit myself, bring them to me in like three people book sessions that day. And I was like, Oh my God. So then I gave it a couple days just to like test out my theory. I'm like, okay. So I sat down. I was like, Steve, bring me some more four people book sessions that day. And then this Monday rolls around and I didn't have anything to ask. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I got like 10 sessions set up. Like I'm good to go. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, do I need to know anything today? And I heard clear as day. Today is going to be a really good day. Like a really good day. Just watch. And within a 72 hour period, my name got out and into Lacey Phillips group. And over a hundred people within that three day period reached out to me for human design sessions. And like, it's literally just from there, like blown up from there. And I've been up until I changed my messaging a month ago, which I'll explain in a second. I've been a month booked out for sessions since January out of nowhere. Well, I changed my messaging. So I'm like, clearly like I'm kind of getting the hang of this. I said, you know what? Actually, I want my books filled. So I got this download of like, do a birthday sale where you do it X amount off and da, 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 da. My books are filled through the end of August. And so I'm just like, what is that? But it's like, I figured it out now to a degree where it's like, when things, I call it like my abundance faucet, when it turns off or it's dripping, I'm like, all right, 
What am I not paying attention to? What do I need to heal? What do I need to address? How do I need to expand? And then I do it and then it literally like turns back on. So I've learned when it's off, I'm like, okay, what is it? Cause I don't want this off. What do I need to do? So I felt this like internal just pause, but it was cause I needed to expand into infusing the spirituality part of everything into human design. And literally like most of what's booked through August is tea with Sarah. Wow. But it's being I'm willing to listen, trust, do it anyways, and just have faith. Literally. Like, as hard, as simple as that is and how hard it is to do, it's not worth it to me to not do that anymore, to be stubborn in that way. Wow. I'm, I'm speechless. I, well, you saw my facial expressions. I'm, like, open mouth and smiling and, like, covering my face because I'm just, like, like, as soon as, like, you start talking about, like, the Lacey Phillips, and I'm, I know you mentioned, like, on Instagram, even, you got connected, connected with Lindsay from Almost 30. Like, these are huge things when mm -hmm. you come from a place of, you know, like, not having a huge influence or anything like that. You know, like, mm -hmm. to have, like, these things jump, and, well, like, I'm speechless. I can't even form my <laughs> current thoughts right now, because I'm What's just funny. Oh. On the topic of Lindsay, so she's something special. Like, she, I met her last September at their Dallas event, and I kind of told her about the human design stuff. And, like, I will never forget, like, she grabbed me by my shoulder. She's like, this is what you're supposed to do. Do it. And I was like, that lit something in me. I'm like, oh, my God, Lindsay said to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it, guys. I got to do it. And so I surrendered. And so it's just interesting how – um I've had dreams about being on the podcast like years ago and I'm like, I just know now like it's going to happen. Like it's going to happen. And you know, I'm planning to go to California a little later this year. Da, 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 da. Well, I kept having this dream. Like it was a dream that like I was friends with her, like had her number on the phone, texting, hanging out. And I'm like, as much as I would love that, you know, whenever I was having this in my small minded ways, I'm like, that's so like to be as blunt as I can, like I was like, that's so dumb that you ever think that you could be friends with her, Sarah. Like, really? Like her? No, no. But I kept having it. I just kept having it. And I've always felt very connected to her. And I've told her this, like, I don't know what it is about you. And she's like, I feel the same way. Like since we've talked, well, I had a family member pass away uh, in April and, um, you know, I made a post about it and we're friends on Facebook. Well, that not the day that it happened or whatever, but that day I remember riding in my car to work and for whatever reason, there was something in me that just so deeply, I said, I just want to talk to Lindsay. And this is before we were really in connection and whatnot. I was like, I just want to talk to Lindsay. I don't know why, but I do. Like there was something just this deep, like I need to talk to her. And it was almost like Steve like took that. Two hours later, I get a DM on Instagram. Hey, what's going on? Wow. It's like, I saw your Facebook post. What's going on? So I tell her, she goes, something told me to text you. Oh and so since then, like 
we're friends now. Like we've built a friendship. We catch up, we talk on the phone, go and see her later this year. But it's like, I've had that dream for two years. And like, I've expanded into like, you know what? Like, I can have friends like that. I can have this life. I can, I can have this. I can do this. And it's like, that's just, it was a friend, like a friendship of all friendships. If I could pick a friendship of someone that I wanted, like for whatever reason, it was like, it was shown to me before I could believe it. And then when I started to kind of believe it and like extend my self-worth and all this stuff, cause she's done nothing but believe in me since we met each other about last September and she's done nothing but support me my entire journey. Like I owe so much to almost 30, but her breathing and speaking life into me from day one, like I booked my first um, human design session through almost 30 Facebook group. I booked my first podcast interview through almost 30 Facebook group. Like every part I heard about human design on almost 30s podcast, every single bit of anything that has to do with what I'm doing from day one starts with almost 30, every bit of it. I have to say I'm, I'm the same way. Um, I never knew that there was like more until they showed it. You know what I mean? And I, I can tell that you like the same thing. You know what I mean? Like they showed me things that at the time I thought like, oh, well, this is interesting, but you know, yada, yada. And then now it's like, they could say anything and I, I take it in and I, I trust in them. You know what I mean? Like it's Mm -hmm. amazing. And like, I don't know, like they're having that Malibu retreat coming up Mm -hmm. in July. And usually I wouldn't do something like that with the money, but, um, I just was like, I need to go. I was like, something is pulling me there. And I've just had this like feeling in my Mm -hmm. chest, like, like just something's going to happen. Like, so I'm, I'm going. Oh my God. That is so exciting. If I wasn't going to Colorado the next week, literally I would, I would be going, but I'm literally going to Colorado for a week, like the next week. So I was like, dang it. (laughs) And like, I'm actually supposed to be on like a family vacation in Mm -hmm. Virginia, but I was like, like some, which I love, you know what I mean? Like we have it like one, once in a blue moon. Mm -hmm. I love it. But for some reason I was like, I need to leave from there. I'm flying from there after being there for like one day. I was like, I just, I need to be at the retreat. Like something is going to come through or happen and it's going to like change. Like it's so weird. It's like a, there's something about it. Feeling. mm -hmm. It'll be magical. They and their community and their willingness to show up and surrender. Literally. I owe every, every bit of my story is infused into almost 30. There's not one part that isn't every bit. Yeah. Like so much love, respect and all the glitter and unicorns that we could throw at them. Like literally very, very special place in my heart. Always. It's mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited to live vicariously through you when you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm good. I feel like I'm, well, it'll be one of those times. Like I know I'm going to come home and like, like I said, like I can feel a shift, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's my next shift and I'm building up towards it. And like, like even talk about it right now, I feel it moving. Like it's like energy in me. Like I, mm-hmm. something I feel like, it. Like I just got all like warm and like fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> <inside>. <laughs> I feel that. Oh, I'm so excited for you. 
Thank you. But that Woo. that story was amazing. Once more, you have me flabbergasted. That is <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. So, oh, where can people find you on Instagram? If you know, like for your services, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think everyone's gonna want to. <laughs> well, you're fucked, <laughs> but <laughs> you can find your Instagram at least, and yeah. you have a lot of information on there. I do. I'm sure. I want everyone to know their human design, and I've. I don't know how far out I'm going to open my books. I do know with this month wrapping up, I'm going to at least open September. So it's like there will be sessions available if people just want, if that's something that they feel called to. But it's like, nonetheless, I want people to know their human design. That's what my page is for. And infusing like stories and spirituality and all that stuff. I want it to be a safe place for people. Um, But I'm BHDB on Instagram. And then if you want like cute pictures of my dog and random things and that type of stuff, I'm Hey at Sarah Salinas on my personal page. And there's a lot of dog pictures on there and all the love and mushy gushy and all the things. So I have the best of both worlds. That's perfect. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that's where people can find me. I'm always there. Yeah. And I'll, I'll link it below too. So people can find it. Yay. Well, yeah, that was amazing. So (laughs) thank you. I loved it. You're welcome. Okay. I know that was a long one, but thank you guys for listening through because wow, my mind is blown and I really hope yours is too. Like I said in the intro, you don't have to even believe this. You don't have to turn it into your life's dedication, but you know, I just applaud you for listening, expanding your mind, learning more, growing as an individual, and maybe even one thing stuck out to you, got you thinking, and that alone is worth it because it's those little things that make the big changes in the end. And I know I personally, I'm not as pulled into human design as some people are, but after listening to this episode, it just really got me thinking. And now, you know, sometimes I find myself in a position where I think, okay, well, this is something Sarah and I talked about. Maybe I need to explore this idea more. Like, why am I doing this You know, is it because I truly love it as a ritual as part of my day or does it have some other, you know, meaning to it? And it's just another way to get yourself thinking. It's another way to add a tool to your toolbox. That's what I say all the time, guys. So thank you for listening and I hope you liked it. If you did, you can share it on your stories. Tag me at Thrive on Life. Tag Sarah at the HDB. You can find us both on Instagram. You can find all of her services on Instagram as well as more information on your type and human design in general. If you really like today's show, you can go on iTunes, leave a rate, review, even subscribe. Really helps me get guests when I can direct them there to show them them, you know, what you guys are saying, what you guys are thinking about the show. And it brings a big smile to my face. Stay tuned. Next week, we have another invigorating conversation and I'll be flying to Malibu. Well, LAX to be specific. So stay tuned on the Instagram stories because that's bound to be an adventure. Thank you guys. Much love, much appreciation. Bye.